You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is I Always Win by Bishop Herbert Bailey. 2 Corinthians 2. Verse 11, it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, or we would say over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. Verse 14, a couple of things stand out to me. Always and every place. Thanks be to God which, gives, which causes us, always causes us to triumph. And makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Always in every place. I want to speak today from the subject, I always win. Look at somebody and say, I always win. Put your head in a circle and say, we always win. We always win. You know, I really don't think, and I preached this message a couple weeks ago at another church, and I thought it was fitting that we get the same word. I don't think there should be such a thing as a defeated Christian. Now, I know many of us, we take defeat on the chin. We take defeat as just par for the course. People even say stuff like, you win some, you lose some. How many of you heard people say that? You win some, you lose some. Uh, You can't win every battle. All that concept. And all that is natural stuff. That's not for us. We're supposed to always win any spiritual battles and come out with the victory from any attack that the devil would throw our way. I think it's a misnomer when we say a defeated Christian. That means a, a incorrect application of a word or contradiction of concepts. You can't be defeated and a Christian and a Christian and be defeated. Either one or the other. Either defeated or you're a Christian. And if, you're a and if you're a Christian, you should not be defeated. Come on, somebody say, I cannot be defeated. Christian, by definition, it means Christ-like. Or like Christ. It's not... Christ is not Jesus' last name. What was your last name, Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ means the anointed one of his anointing. And that anointing that was in Jesus and on Jesus always caused him to win. 
There's some scriptures, depending on how you read it, and depending on how, what some, how theologians interpret it, there's some scriptures, it says that when they, they tried to grab hold of Jesus, he just slipped away. I mean, when the crowd tried to grab him, he slipped away. Some people, th- some people say he disappeared. I don't know about that, but I know the anointing that was on him caused the devil to not get a hold of him. Not be able to retain his grip upon him. Not be able to trip him up. Now, it's so important as I teach this, that that we go back to a basic thing that I've taught you over the years. That Jesus Christ did not operate as God in the earth. Jesus Christ operated in the earth as a man anointed by the Spirit of God. If he operated as God in the earth, he would not be our example. He operated as a man, a man of passions, acquainted with grief. He took off deity and subjected himself to humanity, but yet showing us what humanity could do with the anointing. Y'all are hearing me here. That's why he didn't, was the only one who walked on the water. I'm losing some of y'all right now. Jesus, Jesus the only one who walked on the water. That ain't true. Peter walked on the water too. Because when Peter saw Jesus, he said, if it be you, Bid me come. Jesus bid him to come and he began to walk until he said, what in the world? Can I tell you something? You can be operating under the anointing and if you get in the flesh, what in the world am I doing? I, I, I ain't supposed to be able to do this. I told you years ago when the Lord told me, we were back in Oklahoma. It was a Sunday night service, Sunday evening service. And um, the pastor gave me just... Free course to minister as I would minister and I preached and I laid hands and I prayed for people and I prophesied and word of knowledge and all this. And the Lord used me in a, in a, a very different way that evening. And, uh, and I, I was riding home. The Lord said to me, he, uh, he, he told me he was used me more in the word of knowledge, supernatural revelation by the spirit of God. You got in people, places and things in the past, the present tense. That means when word of knowledge comes forth, somebody knows something about you that you didn't tell them. Okay. Um, and, and, and to, to minister to people. And I remember I was having a conversation with the Lord. I said, now, he, he Lord told me particularly he would give me conditions to call out. And I said, well, Lord, suppose I ain't there. Suppose I go to call. There's somebody here today with the right elbow. And I'm like, ain't no right elbow here. Um, I remember having this conversation with the Lord. The Lord said to me, first of all, this ain't about you. As long as you're thinking about yourself, you can't be used by God. Because the anointing, catch this, catch this, y'all. The anointing isn't for you. The the anointing is to minister through you to other people. That's going to help answer the question. Well, I don't understand how somebody can get so many people healed and and lay hands on people and then they get cancer and die. Because the anointing they had wasn't for them. 
The anointing that they had was for them to minister to somebody else. Now they need the anointing on somebody else to minister to them. That's why I say, if any be sick, let him call on the elders of the church and let them pray for him. So that there are times when the elders got to call elders. Are y'all listening to me here? Until Jesus operated in the earth as a man anointed by the Spirit of God. And Jesus was a man of victory. We see the first test that he went through, as you call it in Luke 4, as you call it in, in Matthew 4, Jesus, 40 days, 40 nights in the wilderness. And afterwards, he was hungry. He wasn't longing to be in the presence of God. He wasn't longing for the spirit of the Lord. He wasn't longing for connection to the Father. He was hungry. Fasting and he was hungry. And the first thing the devil does is say, turn these stones into bread. You're hungry? Make some bread. And it wasn't been a problem of him turning stones into bread or, or eating. But the devil told him to do it. Come tell you, whatever the devil tell you to do it, hunt your name, say, don't do it, don't do it. Now, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth, mouth of God. Then, lust of, the, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. And then he takes him to the, to the pinnacle of the, of the temple and shows them all the kingdoms of the world. Say, all these things will I give to you. The pride of life. Then he said, bow down to worship me. And, and Jesus defeated the devil through every test. Say it with me. Say, I can defeat the devil in every test. Say it again. Say it like you believe it. That's how you got to operate in life. I defeat the devil all the time in every test. Now, I'll be honest with y'all. There's something I don't feel like being tested. Oh, I'm the only one who don't feel like going through tests. I don't feel like being tried. I don't feel like tribulating. Tribulating when you go through tribulations. That's called tribulating. Don't feel like being tested. Don't feel like being tried. Don't feel like tribulating. But I know if I'm tested, if I'm tried, I'm making up these words. And if I'm tribulated, I'm going to win. See, that's why the Bible says, gird up, gird up to, gird up to long as you mind. Just, just get ready to win. Get ready to fight. Get ready. It's going to be a fight, but I'm going to win. It's going to be a fight, but I'm going to win. Everything you go into, you're, oh, Lord, I wasn't trying to, come on, your, your sisters, uh, 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 Pastor Marcy and people like her from Newark, when they get ready to get into a fight, when they, get, they take the earrings off. Some of them, they, they, some of them used to grease their face down, so they wanted to scratch up. They just getting ready for the fight. But they, they, they doing this. I'm not, now, I, I, I told y'all, some of y'all, repeat this story, some of y'all, years, years ago, <laughs> we were down on River Drive, and a woman called up, and she gave me this song, you know, I'm a young pastor. Young pastor got to be careful, because young pastor want to help everybody. I, I, I said, be down in church, didn't have nothing to do. I said, Lord, please send somebody by the minister today. Send somebody by, I can help Jesus. 
Then that church grew, I started sneaking to the office. Driving around the back, Lord, don't let nobody have to come by today. But when you're a young minister, you want to help everybody. You want to. And so somebody, called, this woman called and gave, us, gave me this sob story about she lived in a hotel and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and she needs money to, and she had kids. And, and so we had a social worker in our church. And I said, listen, I just want to let you know. I said, I want you to come down here. Me. She said, she, she gave me a woman. She said, oh, I know that woman. He said, oh, she runs game. She said, she runs game. She goes to church. And she said, now, Pastor, you can do what you want to do. She said, but now... She also prostitutes. She said, now, if you paid for this woman hotel and she down there prostituting and do whatever down there, your name going to be connected with that in right direction. She said, now, I don't recommend you help this woman. But I had already said, I'm going to meet the woman. So the woman came down to church and I said, I'm not going to be able to help. Um, I'm, there's something I'm not going to be able to do. She said, Pastor Marshall did another part of the room. You lying Negro prophet, and she didn't say Negro. <laughs> she started yelling, you lying Negro prophet, all the blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden the door opened up. Pastor Mark said, what's, what's going on up in here? What, what, what's going on? She walked in, taking her earrings off. I said, baby, it's all right. I said, calm down. She forgot all about She the first lady. Co-pastor. She said, what's going on in here? What's going on? I'm, 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 oh, I'm getting ready. She knew I wouldn't fight a woman, but I will fight the woman for you. But I, I tell you the truth. I ain't going to start no fight with no woman. I ain't going to start one. But you come at her, brother. I ain't going to let you just beat me. This is gender. Victory is gender neutral. I'll defeat a woman as fast as I'll defeat a man. Somebody say victory is gender neutral. But you, you, you just, you gird up. You, you, you don't do all that and say, well, I'm about to, you don't take your earrings off and put grease in your face and say, I'm about to get beat up. No, you do that because I'm preparing to win. Look at somebody say, prepare to win. Gird up. The loins of your mind. In the context of this scripture, I even went back and looked at it because I, sometimes I just take scriptures and I just pull it out. But I want to look, look a little more in the context of this scripture. Verse 11, Paul says, lest Satan should get advantage of us for we're not ignorant of his devices. And we hear that scripture a lot of times. And ignorant of his devices mean ignorant of how he operates his maneuvers, his M.O. Because if you're ignorant, what, uh, you are, you're going to be you're more prey and you're more likely to be taken advantage of if you're ignorant of things. If you don't know how much a car costs, they can charge you anything. Okay? You're taken advantage of when you're ignorant. If you don't know how much you should pay, then you'll pay whatever they tell you. Ignorance is very expensive. And so the devil takes advantage of our ignorance. He, um, Hosea 4 and 6, my people destroy for what? Lack of knowledge. So if you lack knowledge, you're more likely to be destroyed and be taken advantage of. And the context here, Paul talks, remember, we're reading letters. This is scripture to us. It's the Bible to us, but it's letters. So there are things that are in the letter and there's some things that are not in the letter. There's some things that's implied in the letter that we don't know exactly what he's talking about, but the people, the intent, the people who are reading the, or who are reading the letter, the, the, the 
people who the letter is written to, they understand exactly what he's talking about. In the context, he says, now, we need to forgive that brother. He said, you forgive him, I forgive him. She said, we need to let this go, and we're just going to release it. And then he says, lest Satan should get advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That tells us, without even knowing all the details of what they need to forgive the brother for, Paul's saying, if you walk in unforgiveness, that's an opportunity for the devil to defeat you. One of his devices is to keep you locked up, bound up, tied up with unforgiveness. Okay? I had to make a decision to release people financially. I told you, I, I, don't, I don't loan no money. I, it, you know, if, if the Lord... If the Lord ever tell me to give, the Lord tell me he does, I give, but I don't loan money. Because I discovered when you loan money, it keeps you connected to these people. And they trying to disconnect from you. <laughs> but you can't disconnect from me as long as you owe me money. We are forever bound. Unless I release you. Y'all need to understand that. That's, that's a biblical concept, y'all. That's why the Bible, Bible said the Bible come serving to the lenders. You, you're connected to them as long as you're old. Okay? Whether it's a house or whether it's a car, whether it's that credit card. You signed on the line and there was a whole bunch of fine print you didn't read. Okay? But it basically say you owe us and you're connected to us un, 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 until you finish paying. And so I was explaining to someone the other day. I said, you have to make a choice to forgive. To forgive, it does not say they didn't do it. To forgive does not say that, that you are now justified in what you did. All forgive does is untie me from that dock so I can sail on with my life. <laughs> I'm using some boat analogy here. Okay. I untie myself from you, and it means, watch this, Jesus said, put it this way, he said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us what we owe, just like we forgive people who owe us. Because when somebody slapped you, stepped on your toe, stole money, lied on you, they owe you an apology. They owe you to take it back. But when you release, you say, you know what? You don't owe me anymore. I am dropping the charges. Watch this. The truth of the matter is, for some people who mess with us, the saints of the most high God, it's better, it really would be better to get this right with us than to let God handle it. But when I release you, now I turn it over to Jesus. And the Bible says that the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. And the Bible says that God himself will be mad for you. The Bible says that it is a righteous thing with God to trouble them that trouble you. 
So I release him and now I turn it over to the Lord and I go on with my life. And Paul says, until you release people, the devil can take advantage of you. It gives the devil an upper hand because you ought to be doing this, but you're stuck over here. You, you, you still got this brain space with this person, what they did and with this hurt. And I also preach another. The Lord told me I got to pull it back out or, or start from scratch. I can't pull it back out. I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't keep all my stuff um, in the cloud back then. But I preached a message many years, a series of years ago called Let It Be Healed. Let It Be Healed. The Bible says, you know, uh, lift up the, the, the hung down heads. It's in Hebrews 12 chapter, I believe. He strengthened the feeble knees. Um, and let it be healed. Let it be healed means stop scratching it. Y'all remember when you was a kid, you fall and you get a scab. You won't see what's under it. You scrap the scab off. Now you got a permanent mark that could have been healed. Okay? Because you kept messing with it. You got to let things be healed. And sometimes to let things be healed, you got to leave it alone. I have had people come back to me and apologize 10 years later and I didn't even know what they did anybody ever had that happen seriously I've had people well you know I just and like like I heard, heard Bishop Big say somebody said you know I never I didn't used to like you but you are right and what does that do for me I'm going with my life you not like me didn't hinder me it released you I was never bound to you because I wasn't studying you <laughs> I wasn't thinking about you. And so Paul says, one of the ways we got to get victory is to let stuff go. I don't know why I'm stuck here. It's supposed to be a passing point. You got to let stuff go so you can move on. Your first husband, your second wife. You got to move on. You got to stop talking about it. I said to someone recently about encouraging the walk of forgiveness. I said, you got, I said, once you make a decision to forgive, you have to stop talking about it. Now, I don't know who that's for. Once you make a decision to forgive, you have to stop talking about it. I didn't say you don't think about it. But you have to stop talking about it. If you decide to stay with your husband, stay with your wife, despite what they did, you got to stop talking about it. Now they get a text. That, 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 uh huh. Ten years ago, you did the same thing. Oh, I just why this got to do? no. I, if you want to deal with now, let's deal with that. It's all right to deal with current issues and current situations, but if you forgive for something in the past, stop talking about it and let it be healed. It can't be healed if you keep picking with it, if you keep talking about it, if you keep overturning it, if you keep talking, I remember when. God wants us to go on with our life and walk in victory, even when we've been violated, even when we've been hurt, even when we've been mistreated, we can have victory. Sometimes it looks like those people walking in victory who did it. Why shouldn't you not walk in victory? Somebody say, I'm going, I've received my victory. Jesus was such a victor that he let everybody know 
just want to let y'all know, I ain't scared of y'all. I'm talking to Jesus now. He said, I want to let you know, I ain't scared of y'all. I know you threatened me, but let me tell you something. No man can take my life. I lay it down, I pick it up again. I will die when I decide to die. <laughs> you can't kill me. I will die when I decide to die. Even, even on the cross. Pierce him in the side, blood, water gushing out, had beat him all night the night before, blood running down his head, pierced in the side, nails. He's being held up in his hands and his feet by big, thick, couple inches wide nails through him. And then if it looked like it's, they still weren't perishing and dying and suffering quick enough, they would come and break their legs. But remember what Jesus said. No man takes my life. When they come to get him in the garden. They, they, they obviously didn't know who he was. If they didn't know who he was, they, needed, they would not have needed Judas to point him out. Which one of y'all Jesus? He said, here I am. Present. He could have slipped away then. But at that point, he had worked it out in his soul. And he decided to die. He decided to let them take his life. Y'all know that that could have been an action picture film. That could have been an action, uh, action uh, picture right there. They're going to take Jesus. Ah! <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about Bruce Lee. <laughs> it could have been all that. Or if he didn't want to do it physically, he says, he says, he just walk, just walk by and receive, receive, receive. Everybody lay it out. But he let him take him. Because even when you got me, I got victory. When you think you got me, I got victory. There's no such thing as a defeated Christian. Jesus was a winner, and as Christians, he has given us the victory. In this teaching, Bishop Herbert Bailey shows us that we always win. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for I Always Win. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.